Hello and welcome to Another Plane Truce and this week we're going to be talking about emergency evacuations. Joining me as always is the legend that is Captain Al. Hi Captain Al. Hi Matt. Look, we have a question from one of our marvellous viewers. Uh, so this came in via the YouTube channel, and I apologise if I get this wrong. It came in from Sir Hingle McCringleberry. They said, uh, hi, could you ask Captain Al about emergency evacuation procedures? Uh, what is a water landing slash belly landing and what authorities are involved? Also, uh, what are the airline's duties uh, in getting passengers home safely? Fantastic question, sir. So let's break these down into individual bits. So for an emergency evacuation, there are basically two elements to this as to whether it was predetermined or, uh, or whether it was unpredetermined. So obviously, if it's an event that's taking place that you know that you're going to have to do an emergency evacuation, so that might be uh, a landing on water or a belly landing. So let's have a quick sort of tangential chat about those. So uh, a landing on water, they don't happen very often. Obviously, we've got the famous miracle on the Hudson. Um, and a belly landing is where the undercarriage is under, unavailable. So for any reason, you can't get the uh, undercarriage down, then you're going to have to land the aircraft on its belly. Now, in the case of uh, a belly landing, obviously, you're going to have some pre-indication that the undercarriage isn't working so you put the gear down and you don't get three greens you'll go through a checklist recycle the gear do a bit of fault finding and if eventually you conclude that you uh, don't have a landing gear to use then you have time to plan your course of action there is a checklist for landing with unsafe gear you would have time to advise the cabin crew and they would then have time to brief the passengers for an emergency evacuation uh, people would, you know, remove high heels in preparation, that sort of thing. If, however, it's something a bit like uh, Miracle on the Hudson, where there was no time to pre-brief the passengers, it's happening as you see it, as you do it, um, then again, there is a, a, a checklist for ditching on water, uh, which was partially completed by the guys uh, on Miracle on the Hudson, I say partially completed, that's no criticism. They did what they could in the time that they have. And of course, checklists are there as a manufacturer's guideline, a recommendation as the operating crew on the day, you have to do what is necessary. So one of the things that we do in the simulator quite often is an emergency evacuation. And it's usually done as part of a engine fire on takeoff scenario. So if you imagine uh, you're just doing a normal takeoff, you trundle down the runway shortly before V1, which is your go or stop decision speed, you have an engine fire, you bring the aircraft to halt, you go through the initial items which are trying to extinguish the fire, it becomes apparent that the fire has not gone out. At that point, you basically stop doing what you're doing and you make a irreversible decision. Are we going to evacuate or not? So if the fire is still burning or you have indications that that's the case, then the chances are that you're going to evacuate. 
And once you start that process, you cannot stop it. You can't say to hundreds of people, stop, stop, it's okay, it's fine, stay on the burning aeroplane, everything's under control. <laughs> so there is quite a significant decision point there. So uh, evacuations uh, aren't rushed into because you can guarantee that as soon as you have people jumping down those slides, you are going to have injuries. There will be minor injuries, uh, broken limbs, you know, sprained ankles, that sort of thing, but you will have injuries. Now, under those sort of circumstances, once the evacuation takes place, pretty much as a captain, you're going to ensure that you're the last person off the aircraft. And indeed, uh, the mighty Captain Sullenberger did indeed that. He walked down the entire length of the aircraft and made sure that everybody was off. I mean, he was up to his ankles, I think, in water towards the back of the aeroplane, but he made sure, certain that everybody was off. Uh, and then you leave the aircraft yourself. And that's pretty much where your responsibilities end because now the whole scene is handed over to the emergency services. So if it's happened at an airport, then you're in the hands of, they will have various titles, but the accident coordinator, the fire chief, et cetera, et cetera. And they are responsible for coordinating everything. Uh, if it's a well-organized evacuation, then the passengers will be at the two sides of the aircraft, uh, head counts will be done. Um, but as you can imagine, once people have got off an aircraft under these sorts of circumstances, it's kind of chaos and we've seen lots of videos of people just wandering around you know with phones in hand taking videos selfies discussing who's got the best carry-on luggage that they've managed to get <laughs> off the aircraft as an aside if you are ever a passenger on an aeroplane and you have to evacuate do not take your luggage with you it won't help you and it will be of no use and you may find yourself being prosecuted for it just get yourself and everybody else off. You can go back for the luggage later. The chances are it will be perfectly intact. Um, so yeah, big deal of evacuations, um, not to be taken lightly. Um, we've covered belly landings. So there was quite a famous incident. I think it was a Boeing 767 from Lot Polish Airlines a couple of, well, a number of years ago now, where they tried and tried and tried to lower the undercarriage, but it wasn't having any of it. So they had to land um, on a prepared runway and then evacuate the aeroplane. Now, there's not an awful lot that you can do uh, under those circumstances. Uh, you just try to make the touchdown as smooth as possible. Ideally, find somewhere that's quite long because it's going to take uh, a little bit of wear and tear on the aeroplane, a little bit of wear and tear um, on the runway. But in that particular case, uh, there were no significant injuries, if I remember rightly. Uh, water landings, well, we've seen the demonstration of that. Uh, they can be carried out. But to be perfectly honest, uh, smooth water helps. Uh, if you're going to plan to ditch an aeroplane in the Atlantic this time of year, um, it's going to take quite a while for the rescue ships to come out to you. So not, not the nicest scenario to have. And with regards to the responsibility for the passengers after an evacuation, um, that's a, an interesting one because passengers will have gone in various directions. Usually the airport will take responsibility for the passengers or if it took place away from an airport, then the authorities will because the crew will be kind of taken away for investigation. 
There'll be the usual mandatory drug and alcohol testing, all the sorts of things that you might expect to take place after an accident. Um, and therefore, not really going to be in a position to uh, look after the passengers as, as a crew. With regards to the airline, yes, of course, they will do everything that they can in collaboration with uh, the airport, uh, the police, security services, etc. Um, so it's a, it's a multi-agency affair is probably the best way of answering that. Wow. Well, comprehensively answered as always. I hope that's uh, everything you wanted to hear, Sir Hingle McCringleberry. Uh, thanks for your question. If you'd like to be able to do the same, uh, get in touch by contacting us on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. That's podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. And Captain Al may well be asking your very own question very soon. Thanks, Captain Al. It's a pleasure.